about to make history, each and every one of you. We use the word revolution because this is a revolution. I am NXT and I'm not going anywhere. Oh, a little bit of the bubbly. Bro. This is an official declaration of war tonight to anyone my way and anybody who stands in AEW's way. We are NXT! This is what you call Paradigm shift. Hello and welcome to the WWE versus AEW podcast. You're listening to Versus. I am your host Daniel. Week six. Week six of the Wednesday night wars is in the books. And well, I thought just to summarise, I thought the shows were they were they were alright, they were good, they weren't breathtaking, they weren't the best shows for I don't, don't want to give away the winner of the week, but I thought AEW was a little... For for, a, for your first go-home show, I didn't really feel like it was... You want, you, you want your first go-home show, you want it to be the best show that you've done to date, and that it was not. But the big story, the big story coming out of all of this, the ratings. Some of you say, oh, the ratings don't matter. For those of you who care... Blah, blah, blah. I see it all over Twitter. Oh, do people still care about the ratings? Well, yeah, we do care about the ratings because the ratings are basically what this whole thing is built around. Without, if say, if one one of the companies has a ridiculously low rating, do you know what I mean? You put the future of the show in jeopardy. So, the ratings do matter. So, with that said, the big, big news is NXT close the gap. NXT did 813,000 viewers, narrowly losing to AEW, who had 822,000 viewers. That is a staggering, a very, very close difference of 9,000. I'm sure when WWE, when Paul Levesque found out the news, they were celebrating. Because to bridge that gap, that gap, let's just just put this into perspective. So let's take you back to week one. Week one, AEW did 1.1. 409 million viewers and they've dropped to 822,000 for their go home show. This is their go home show to their first pay-per-view since they have been a weekly television show. So from in 6 weeks to go from yeah you did get the boost on the first week but there was no real big competition that I'm aware of. Maybe I'm wrong. But I didn't hear about any big competition this week. The World Series was last week, so that took up 23 million sports fans away from you. And this week, yeah, there was an 8% rise in the AEW ratings. Both shows coincidentally rised for the first time since the first show. But to go from 1.409 million down to 822,000 in six weeks, we're looking at, do you know what I mean? It's almost 600,000. It's what, 587,000 lost viewers since the first week now people can cover this up do you know what i mean i've already seen some esteemed wrestling journalists already saying oh well they've got they've got the advantage in the key demos 18 to 49 yep that is true i understand what you're saying but let's not get away from the fact that there is a big big drop you're looking at 40 percent from their opening show around must be around 40 percent 
Um, NXT, on the other hand, they came in for their first show at 891,000. Six weeks later, there are 813,000. So, do you know what I mean? They themselves have only lost, what, 78,000 viewers? Quick maths there, I'm probably wrong. 77,000 viewers? Whatever. So, 76. But, so what I'm saying is, basically... AEW should be a little bit worried for me. I think they need to pull something out. Now, it's not necessarily a knock on the shows. I don't think they've actually done anything too bad, maybe. But it is concerning that the ratings have dropped so massively from week one. I mean, it wouldn't surprise me if maybe, I don't know, maybe you might get a lot of people tuning after the Full Gear pay-per-view. But maybe the week after... Maybe the week after, you've got NXT's go-home show for Survivor Series, yeah? And for TakeOver, where AEW just got a random show building to nothing. So in two weeks' time, when I'm back off my holiday, yeah, I go on holiday tomorrow. So WWE versus AEW versus will be delayed next week by a couple of days. But when you have that show, in two weeks' time, there needs to be a big, big AEW Championship match on that show. Otherwise, people are going to be watching the NXT Go Home show. So, yeah, that, the rating, I would not be surprised. Do not be surprised if NXT beats AEW in the ratings in two weeks' time. Unless AEW put on a blockbuster lineup of a show. So obviously, we said last week on the show that maybe, maybe NXT being on SmackDown and then they were on Raw on Monday might give them a boost in the ratings. People said it wouldn't, which nobody knows. This is all just new for everyone. But it does look like that played a part. Do you know what I mean? There was a big boost in the NXT ratings. More of a boost than, do you know what I mean? More of a boost than you would have thought last week. So yeah, a difference of nine thousand so uh, people i've seen it big AEW fans they're like oh we're winning six nil we're winning six nil in the ratings but <sighs> you're clutching at straws here. it's basically a basketball game that's tight that you're winning by two points with 10 minutes left do you know what i mean it's it is very very close and it would not surprise me to see nxt beat AEW in the ratings in the upcoming weeks now that is your ratings talk I know some of you don't like ratings talk, but it is necessary and that will start every show. Now, let's get on to the shows. Let, let, do you know what? I just want to talk about something that, which basically is about the shows, but Dynamite. So, I've seen a lot of people there saying, oh, Dynamite was great last night. Was it? it yeah, it was a good show, right? It was a good show, but it's a go-home to a pay-per-view and they just built everything pretty much in that final segment now the two big stories for me from dynamite is two polar opposites we've got cody versus chris jericho which has possibly had the best build-up for any match in america this year it's not quite david star jordan devlin but it is the best build-up in the u.s for a match this year off the top of my head and then you've got this match now i do ah sorry i'm really sorry but for people who are saying this was a great show last night, Kenny Omega versus John Moxley is in all likelihood going to main event the pay-per-view. It's going to main event your first pay-per-view whilst you've been a weekly TV product. And the main event of that show has had an horrific build-up. There's no escaping it. John Moxley did a promo last week, yeah? Um, that is basically it. They've had what putting through the glass. I want. They've not had enough interaction. I don't feel 
the hatred. I'm, I don't really care who wins this match. This feud has been building since Double or Nothing at the end of May. That is a five-month build-up. They've had five months to build up this feud. And here we are. This is the day before the pay-per-view that I'm recording this. And I, I don't really care who wins. Do you know what I mean? It's main event in the show and it, it it's a crime. Really, the lack of build-up, this should have just been a regular wrestling match. So then it wasn't a lights-out match and it didn't have to main event the show. Because Cody versus Chris Jericho is the real main event of this show. Hell, I'm more excited for some of the tag team matches than I am Kenny Omega, John Moxley. Now, this is not to say they won't give a good match. I'm sure Kenny Omega, one of the best workers in the world. John Moxley has been great this year. So I'm sure they will deliver a great match. But the build-up, it's just not been, it's just not been there. It's been non-existent for me. It's been... It's just took a back seat to the other build-ups on this show. So yeah, so I'm not going to sit here and defend it. The Kenny Omega, John Moxley build-up has been terrible. Let's hope the match lives up to it. Because the card for Full Gear is... It is, it's a great card, I'm sorry, it is a really, really strong card, I'm gutted, I'm going to be, well, I'm going to be around the pool in the Canary Islands, I will not be watching this pay-per-view, um, Sunday I'll be sat there watching it on my phone, I might sneak off, I will be sneaking off to watch the pay-per-view on the Sunday, first day on a holiday, I'm finally out of the rain, into the sun, what do I do, I'm sat watching wrestling on a deck chair, that is going to be what I will be doing, so this full gear pay-per-view, We've got Chris Jericho versus Cody Rhodes. Sure, that will be a great match. I mean, the build-up for the feud has been nothing short of amazing. Um, obviously, now, if Cody loses, he can't challenge for the title again. I'm going to give a quick prediction on this. It won't, I think the MJF turn might be coming here. Um, they sort of had MJF team up with, show his loyalty, shall we say, to Cody uh, in the main event of Dynamite. Um, so it wouldn't surprise me if they did the swerve on this show because they've added the stipulation so if you have MJF turning on Cody it gives you more steam to that feud they can play off the fact that cut that MJF through the fact they were best friends in his face and also because of MJF Cody will never get another shot at the title and then eventually when there's a loophole in, in a year's time it will make the Cody title win all that more important. It might be this idea seems to me to be stolen a little bit from the Tim Storm NWA power story, but it's a great story. So as we said, we've got Kenny Omega versus John Moxley. Lights out match. I'm sure that will be a great match. Hopefully better than the build-up. We've got the Young Bucks versus Santana and Ortiz. That should be a great match. Um, AW Women's Champion Rio defends against Emi Sakura now. The build-up for this has basically been non-existent, but on Dynamite, they did look really, really strong in the ring together. Um, Pack versus Adam Hangman Page. This should be a good match. They've had good matches in the past. Um, hopefully, Hangman is a bit more over now. He's got his whole cowboy shit gimmick to a team. Now, this match, this match is going to be great. AW Tag Team Championships, SCU, defend against the Lucha Brothers, and Private Party in a triple threat tag team match. Now, you might say, why are the Lucha Brothers in the match? I have no idea either. Very, very strange. At least we know why Private Party are in the match, because they beat the Dark Order. But, apparently, Lucha Brothers just get given another shot. But, hey, the match is going to be great. We've got Britt Baker versus B Priestley. Uh, this is on the pre-show, which has surprised me a little bit, because this this match has been built up for months. 
Um, and we've also just been added Sean Spears versus Joey Janela. So what a card this is. Uh, there's not a bad match on the show. I think this is going to be one of the great wrestling pay-per-views, unless something goes badly wrong. Really, really excited for this. I'll be sat there with a pint of maybe Estrella, maybe Mahu, maybe San Miguel. I'll be sat watching this on the deck chairs in the sun come Sunday. So yeah, um, just a quick update, right? Danny will be hopefully doing, well, he will be doing a show on our neutral wrestling feed, so subscribe, subscribe to that. When I get back off holiday, I will be giving my thoughts on the full gear pay-per-view as a show, as well as the WWE versus AEW Week 7 show. So then those shows will be released, not this Monday, the Monday after. So you'll have a big week of pay-per-view, of podcast the week after next from me. So yeah, so that's it. That's the full gear pay-per-view. Um, as I say, I, it's hard to give predictions of winners and losers because I'm not really too fussed about the winners and losers, except for this Jericho-Cody match. I'm really excited for that. I think the atmosphere for that match is going to be great. As I say, the whole card itself is a great card, and I'm excited. AEW's first pay-per-view. Right, now we're going to have to talk about Dynamite because basically that's what we're here to talk about. Dynamite and NXT. Now... They, they, do you know what I mean? I don't really want to go into great detail on the actual show, but for me, it was just a little bit... It was just a bit, I don't know, for a go-home show. I had my hopes up it was going to be this great show, and it wasn't. Um, we had Pac versus Trent Beretta opening, and we had that really... Pac wins in, in a good match. It was like probably about a three-star, three-and-a-quarter-star match. Um... But the ending was so awkward. It's like Pat goes for the black arrow. He takes ages to get Beretta into position, um, which was just awkward as it was. And then Beretta doesn't kick out, but the referee stops counting. What? What? This was just awkward. Pat puts him in his submission and wins the match. It looked to me like the ref just completely... I might be wrong, but it did look like the ref lost track of what the finish was. And didn't count the three when he should have done so. I think the blame goes on the ref. Maybe I'm wrong. But if not, the bl the blame... To me, the positioning aspect before the move was just awful as well. Um, but yeah, next we had probably... It's one of the greatest promos of the year, isn't it, really? It's the highlight of the show. Now, for people I've been saying on Twitter, I put a poll up. Is this the worst Dynamite show to date out of the six? But the majority of you said no. But for me, it is. It's the go-home show, and it didn't really deliver for me. It didn't, which is the most... So really, apart from the opening show, this was probably the most important show, and it just didn't do it. But this promo was amazing. Cody um, announced that he's not going to challenge for the AEW title again if he loses on Saturday, calls Chris Jericho a stupid dick. It was just a great promo, a great promo. But there's one thing. I didn't like the fact he didn't really mention that the brutally assaulted his brother last week for me they should, you should be out there going look what the inner circle did to my brother and instead it was just what he was going to do on saturday so that was slight knock on it but it was a great promo cody one of the best promos in the business at the moment i was sat there thinking how did triple h and co not think that this guy was a main event star but hey great great promo um we also had Private Party versus Dark Order. I really like this match. Probably the match of the night for me. People will shit on it because it had the Dark Order in. Um, the winner of this match got added to the Lucha Brothers versus SCU tag at Full Gear. When did that get announced? Lucha Brothers lost the match last week. Why are they in the title match this week? No explanation. I thought this was poor. This whole bronze medal. A bronze medal. Come on. Do we really need this? 
bronze medal, silver medal. It's not the Olympics. Do you know what I mean? It's not London 2012. But this was a good match. I think both teams looked really good in the match. Um, yeah, the Dark Order did look good in the match. Don't like the gimmick, but they look good. Um, and you can see the improvement in private party already. The movement just seems to be that much crisper. But yeah, really good match. And the triple threat match on the pay-per-view will steal the show. I think it should open the pay-per-view as well. I went three and a half stars on this match. Really, really enjoyed it. Now, probably the best thing on the show was the Chris Jericho video package. This was an unbelievable video package. We just had basically, it was comedy, but it was serious at the same time. We had Chris Jericho sat in the bath with a bit of the bubbly. Um, we had Sami Zayn, he's the youngest AEW champion in history. We had Chris Jericho's auntie's friend from church who said when he was growing up, she just knew he was going to be the AEW champion. Um, it's just great. We have Jack Hager coming on screen where he never speaks. Do you think they could have let that part, those parts breathe a little bit more? But I'm not complaining. What a great... Great video package. The part where Chris's aunt's friend swears at the end is great too. Just a great video package. The two best things on the show were the Cody promo, the Chris Jericho video package. So yeah, they added even more build to a match that was already very well built up. They should have been adding more build to a match that wasn't very well built up in Kenny Omega, John Moxley. I think they've hugely dropped the ball on this Kenny Omega, John Moxley match, which should have been this big dream match to everyone. Should have been the guy from WWE is coming in, the big stars come to AEW to fight one of the biggest, the biggest star out of AEW, out of WWE. But we've just had a lot of crap really building it up. Very disappointed. Um, <clears throat> We had what? We had Sean Spears defeating Brandon Cutler in a nothing match. Janela makes the save to set up their match at the pay-per-view. Um, we have Rio and Shani versus Emi Sakura and Jamie Hayter. I do like Jamie Hayter. Um, Emi Sakura's work in this match was excellent. This was actually a good match. It just went way too long. They've got a problem with some of these women's matches just going too long. Um, until they get the women over a bit more, I don't think they need to be going 15 minutes or whatever this match went, but yeah, roll up win for Emi Sakura to get over them, but to be fair, I've gone through this, and I've been saying they've not built up full gear very well, but every segment does seem to be building up the, pay the matches at the pay-per-view, but to me, this show was made or break, as I've said on whether Omega Moxley had the correct build-up, main event, we did have a Jeric Jericho backstage in a Michael Nakazawa shirt, which I was a big fan of, main event, Omega and Hangman Page versus Jericho and Sammy Guevara. It was a fine main event. It was just your normal... It was an okay tag team match. Um, Jericho wins thanks to distraction from Pac, who attacked Hangman. And Jericho gets the win with his MMA elbow. There's that much stuff that happens after this match. I really don't have the time. <laughs> the time or the memory to recap it. You've got the Young Bucks out, feuding with Proud and Powerful. It's just one of those big run-ins that they seem to like to do. Do think they maybe need to tone it down a little bit with that? It, but it was good. wasn't as good as their previous ones where everyone's been running in. I do think it's a bit lazy for me having all these just random run-ins at the end. Can you not just build it throughout the show separately? But do see they're trying to get this elite full circle feud over. It feels like the pay-per-view should actually have an elite versus full circle match. Instead, it feels like almost Omega Moxley's in the way for me. Um, yeah, so that, that was Dynamite. It wasn't the best go home show, people are going to have a go at me for that, but I'm I'm going to give my honest opinion, it wasn't the best show, I was hoping for better, and there was some great, some memorable stuff on the show, the Cody stuff, the Jericho stuff, but everything else was meh. Right, NXT, 
NXT. I'm not going to not going to go into great depth on the show because this was it was a fine show, but it wasn't anything out of this world either. Um, we had the OC attacking Undisputed Era. Um, Champa Lee and Riddle come out challenge them for a match later on. This was good. Do you know what I mean? Nice build. It was great seeing these six interact. Um, so yeah, that was a hot start to the show. We had um, Pete Dunne defeating Damian Priest. I've got Punishment Martinez written down in my notes. Um, this looks like it's building up maybe a triple threat match as Killian Dane attacked Pete Dunne after the match and Damian Priest. So yeah, triple threat match. I'm not sure why or what for. But I'm sure, I don't know, maybe they had, they had Roderick Strong, can't they? Because he's in the War Games match. Um, next, Santana Garrett versus Tayanara Conti. Um, Tayanara Conti looks good in this match. She looked a lot better than she has when I've previously seen her. Looked really good. Um, so, yeah, nice match to get over Tayanara Conti. Dakota Kai versus Shayna Baszler. Good match. You know, I mean, these two have had, been feel like they've been having match for years. It's just another layer to their story. I'm sure at some point Dakota Kai might get a victory over Shayna, um, but it wasn't to be tonight. They had a decent match. It was all right. Um, obviously, there's a lot of stuff leading into the match, so it made the match more interesting because they've had this long feud between the two. It was it was good. It was fine. Um, Angel Garza defeat Tony Nese to become the number one contender and will face Leo Rush next week. This was another good match. This match, this show... Feels like these shows are just full of three to three and a half star matches, which I'm not going to complain about. Um, so yeah, Angle Garza defeats Tony Nice facing Leo Rush next week. We've also got next week on NXT Mia Yim versus Io Shirai in a ladders match, where the winning winner will get the advantage for their team at War Games. I'm sorry if it feels like I'm rushing through this NXT, but sometimes I don't really have a lot to say. It was a good show. But there's nothing really to go in depth about, I feel, on it. Um, Shane Strickland versus Dominic Dijakovic. This was really good. Match of the night for me. I think it was possibly even match of the night on both shows, maybe. Um, really good match. Swerve is so over considering his limited appearances on TV. Didn't like the no-selling of the lariat. Um, but Dijakovic gets the win when he hits his finisher pretty much against the run of play and out of nowhere but really good match between these two and they're both really good workers NXT, saying this to uh, one of my mates they've got some of the, like, the top guys from the indies these last two years aren't they they've got Riddle, Lee, Dijakovic, Shane Strickland um, Punishment Martinez who was a star in Ring of Honor you've got Pete Dunne, Tommaso Ciampa it, it really is if you're a fan of the independents 2016-2017 NXT is the show for you, cold still not gone. People still not gone. Main event, main event. The OC versus Tommaso Ciampa, Matt Riddle, Keith Lee. Really enjoyed it. Um, it, it was only short. I would have liked. I like him to have another match. But it's just great to see AJ Styles and Matt Riddle in the ring together. I'd love to see a singles match between Riddle and Styles um, at Survivor Series. But not sure we're going to get it. I think we're probably. I don't even know. I was going to say undisputed versus OC, but. Maybe not, because obviously Undisputed and the tag got give us AJ Matt Riddle. Or even AJ Keithley, I'd be happy with either. Um, they could even do AJ and Finn. Uh, I'm fantasy booking that, I don't want to do that. But yeah, um, this is a really good match. We had Adam Cole standing tall at the end. Finn Balor and AJ Styles sort of helping each other, which was like a nice little throwback um, to 
well, sort of, to New Japan. But yeah, just really, really... I don't know, I love this main event. Seeing the last 15 minutes were great. For me, the last 15 minutes were the highlight. On either show, it wasn't the best match, but it was the hottest thing that I saw on either show. Um, so yeah, the main event angle is really good. I really got to give it to WWE. Really like the direction they're going for Survivor Series and um, for the Takeover War Games. So I'm not a big fan of War Games, but there's all these. This Raw versus SmackDown versus NXT stuff does keep NXT more interesting. I'd love to see AJ Styles and NXT regularly. It's not going to happen, but there's some great matches that he needs to have with these NXT guys. So that was the show. Um, NXT was good. AW Dynamite was good, but I feel like Dynamite needed it. Needed to be great. Going to full gear, your final go on show it needed to be great. I'm struggling to separate the two shows. So for the winner of the week, it's hard because as I say, NXT didn't have any pressure on them. They almost their show felt almost more go home than the AEW Dynamite show. So for me, they were both good shows. Hard to separate them both, but I don't have many negatives on NXT. I have a huge negative on the Dynamite show and the Omega Moxley lack of build-up. I think he's just criminal, whereas NXT was a good, enjoyable show. So the winner of the week and making it 4-2 NXT, the story of the show. They are closing the gap. It's now Dynamite 4, NXT 2 in overall show quality as NXT are the winner of the week. So NXT clawing it back, 4-2, 4-2, I think it's fair, you've got to be fair, NXT wins the week, probably they even won the week through like, just overall really, by clawing the gap, closing the gap so greatly in the ratings as well, so yeah, that is basically the show, it does look like the Raw and Smackdown stuff did help the the rating for NXT, the interest in NXT, this felt completely different than the last two weeks of NXT, so yeah, really, really I don't know, positive with NXT going for Dynamite, they're hopefully going to have this killer, AEW hopefully going to have this killer pay-per-view at full gear, which I'm sure they will have. Now, myself, that's enough for the WWE, myself, I'm going to take myself off on a well-deserved holiday. We're approaching the one-year anniversary of Neutral Wrestling, um, wrestling newspaper, throwback there. But yeah, the first ever episode of Neutral Wrestling slash Wrestling Newspaper was... It was the Survivor Series recap show last November. So, yeah, we're coming up to our one-year anniversary. So, I just want to say it's basically a gap in my podcasting year. I just want to say thanks to everyone who continues to support the show. Um, it really is appreciated. You know what I mean? I do like the fact that we do have so many listeners. Um, I, I can't say how you know. I get bashed on Twitter and stuff. But I have a bit of banter on Twitter. Do you know what I mean? I always tweet out that we love our fans jokingly. But, honestly... I appreciate every person that listens to this show. If you take your time out, half an hour, 35 minutes, 40 minutes to listen to me talk about wrestling, I do appreciate it. I hope some of you might listen to this while you're working, while you're driving to work, whatever. I do hope it makes, do you know what I mean, gives you a bit of a laugh, makes it that bit more enjoyable. You get the information you want. You get an honest opinion. So, yeah, um, just want to say thanks, everyone, for listening and continuing to support Neutral Wrestling. So, with that said... I am, my plans for today, not that you care, but you're going to get told them anyway. My plans for today, I'm going to go and get some stuff ready for the holiday. Um, I was going to go to Raw and Smackdown tonight. It's only 25 miles away from my house, but I feel like I should go because it's two shows joined together. But I've got that much to do today with flying tomorrow morning. And it does seem a bit, 
Yeah, I don't think I'm going to go, I'm going to be honest, which is a shame. But, yeah, so my day is basically involved in just getting those last-minute bits for my holiday. But less about that. Everyone, enjoy full gear. Um, as I say, next week's show, as I say, I always like to get the show uploaded Friday, Saturday at the latest. It's going to be not this Monday, the Monday after for week seven of WWE versus AEW. Um, look out in your neutral wrestling feeds for the full gear review show. Um, I'll be back in just over a week. Thanks, everyone, for listening. See you later, everyone. Hey, Chris, uh, we got a couple options for the bubbly here, man. This one, low calorie. This one's better taste. So personally, I think we should go with the better tasting one for the bubbly. I think it'd sell better. Sure. See, Chris Jericho is like a father figure to me. And when I heard he was going to be facing Cody, I just knew it was over for Cody. Because Chris Jericho's the champion. That means he's the face of this company because he's the champion. And because he's the champion, he's the face of this company. I've been known Chris since he was 12 years old. And he was as driven back then as he is right now. I mean, name another guy that's working harder than Chris Jericho. Dead ass, Cody. Let it go. Move on. It ain't popping off for you. Dead ass. Chris Jericho's a grown man, and you're a boy. You don't even have chest hair. I remember when Christopher was just a young boy. I knew he was going to grow up to be an AEW world champion. And in my heart, I'm praying for Cody that he's going to survive. Chris Jericho, he's in the prime of his life. He's, he's 48, the youngest AEW champion in history. I don't know what a goat is because I'm not a farmer, but I know what Chris Jericho is, the greatest of all times. If I know little Christopher, I know he's gonna beat the shit out of Cody at full gear. I mean, it's just very hard for me to um, get up every morning and I have to realize just how great I am. Chris Jericho's talent is like the Olive Garden breadsticks. Unlimited. When I wake up in Baltimore on November 9th, I mean, Cody has a lot of meetings to do, and I only have one thing on my plate, and that's drinking a little bit of the bubbly after the show, and trying to find the best place to go for bubbly is always a hard thing to do. It's a lot of responsibility, but it's a responsibility that I have to face. Because I'm Le Champion. <laughs>